Riverside. to Dance Talk with Joanne Carey, where the dance world connects, the conversations inspire, and where we are keeping them real. I'm your host, Joanne Carey, and I'm joined today with Sydney Liggett-Dennis. She's the executive director of AIM by Kyle Abraham. And I'm going to say, which I think everybody is going to uh, hold true, that she is definitely a trailblazer in her field. I am definitely excited to have her here as a guest today, and I'm going to introduce her now and bring her in so that she can tell us a little bit about, her, about herself. Welcome, Sydney, to Dance Talk. Hi, Joanne. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So I understand you have both a background, um, a corporate background and a dance background, and you, you began with um, the the hopes and dreams of which I read, I, I believe that to be true. That I read that you wanted to be a dancer yourself. Can you take us back and give us a little bit of a background of yourself and how you started with dance and what that was like for you? Sure. Um, let's see. How far back do we go? <laughs> I mean, well, I start. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of dancers or many, um, I started at a very young age. I was dancing around the house and my parents noticed that and wanted to sort of cultivate that energy and that skill set and, and took me to a dance class. I, I grew up in Northern Virginia um, and started, you know, dancing at four tap classes, um, you know, that then moved into ballet. And I just quickly fell in love um, with it, with the art form, um, and just felt a true sense of expression um, all throughout my years. And so that led me to um, some serious training. Um, it led me to a degree in dance from The Ohio State University. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, but you know, sort of in the back of my mind, I always was intrigued by arts administration. Um, and so that was always, um, I kind of always knew that was my end goal, but I wanted mm -hmm. to pursue dance as much as possible before I got to that point. So after, um, after college, I danced in New York, um, with smaller dance companies just to really still stay connected, um, all kind of while, while simultaneously, um, working arts administration jobs. Um, but yeah, dance was always you know, just such an important part of who I am. Um, and I, I, I love performing. I love dancing. I miss it sometimes <laughs> um, yeah. because it really is kind of core and true to, to my, my upbringing. Yeah, which I think, you know, I, I, I love that you're telling that to everybody. Um, you know, so many of us, I too started, I actually started a little bit later. I started, I start, didn't take my first formal dance class until I was 13 years old, which is late in love the world it. of dance. Yes. And, but I had a studio for 23 years. And wow. so I was teaching the two and a half, three, four-year-olds all the way up through high school, those wanting to pursue a career in dance. And like mm -hmm. you, I danced with the smaller dance companies, uh, the modern dance companies in Manhattan. Um, I did not have uh, an affinity towards arts administration, <laughs> but learned, learned it along the way. I had to, to run a dance studio, I had to run it, um, you know, to learn it. And I also had to um, learn the ins and outs 
of that world. And I, I, I had a teacher who she went into arts administration and it's, it's quite a field to go into can, um, and a, a respected field or should be more respected. I think that than it, than it is, uh, can you give everybody a little bit about what that entails, what an art administrator does, and then specifically what you do as, a, as an executive director? Yeah, I mean, I think arts administration really, to me, it's quite simple in theory. It's really just, you know, the behind the scenes work of helping to make the art happen. And so there's so many different avenues that that can entail, you know, that can be company management, that can be um, stage management, production, that can be um, being an agent, being a presenter, uh, being in philanthropy and fundraising. You know, there's so much that kind of goes under that large umbrella term. Um, in my role as executive director, I kind of, uh, uh, at AIM, I see, you know, Kyle is um, creating the artistic vision and I'm sort of behind the scenes making sure that the uh, administrative vision lives up to that artistic vision and can support it. Um, and so really kind of thinking about um, budgeting and how that is all factored in and how we can financially support the art, um, thinking about marketing initiatives and how we're talking about Kyle's work and talking about AIM and talking about um, the dancers, um, really thinking about fundraising and our fundraising strategies. Um, and connecting with donors and getting them excited about the work and just really overall advancing the strategic plan and the, the strategic vision and kind of overseeing the day-to-day -day operations that take place. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that, that really is a great explanation of it. And running a small dance studio, I wore all those hats, <laughs> you know, yes. and then I, I served yeah, a, lot, a lot of hats. And in a nonprofit, I had then sat on a board um, of a nonprofit. You might even be aware of them. Dance New Jersey. Are you aware of, of Dance New Jersey? I'm familiar. So yes. Yeah. I had I had sat on that board for five years, a very long time ago when it first was kind of having a resurgence. And, and that really opened my eyes to the workings of nonprofit and what goes on behind the scenes and what is really needed, like you said, to support the artistic vision of an arts organization, um, and it's such a it, it's such a needed a needed uh, role. And you have really done um, recently um, a, a great thing for the company. Can you tell everybody what that is and how that has has just impacted currently, and how you see that impacting? Um, you know, further down the road, dancers and dance companies. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's a specific thing that you're thinking of, <laughs> um, but I mean, okay. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I guess uh, without knowing exactly what that is, I think, you know, just um, thinking about sort of my trajectory in the company, I started at the end of 2019. Um, so it was also my very first executive role, um, and then leading into a global pandemic. Um, so I think a lot of what I think about my time is just how I was, um, able to push the organization through, um, COVID and in a way that, um, felt natural and supportive, um, to us. It was a very difficult time as we all know, but I am very proud of the 
growth that we've had even during that time. Um, and just Kyle and I building our relationship to really ensure that the company not only survives, um, you know, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, but also thrives. Yeah. Um, and so I think we're in a really um, exciting, interesting place now, kind of on the other side of COVID. You know, I never know how to talk yes. about it now anymore. I mean, it's still very real. We're still dealing with it and trying to keep everyone as safe as possible. Um, but yeah, I feel really good about about that, um, particularly coming into the organization as a new executive um, in this role and kind of facing, you know, some of, you know, one of the hardest moments in time to, to hit yeah. arts organizations and companies. Yes, which I which I think, you know, I think it speaks to to you and you and who you are, and what you bring to the table a lot to to, um, you know, it's a new position that you went into in 2019, mm -hmm. right, right before the pandemic. And here you are now hit with this. And I, I think to to sustain the company and build it up. And and what I'm going to talk about is that I, I believe this to be true, that um, you you uh, really um, spearheaded getting the company. I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, paid over 52 week annual salary, which if I'm not mistaken, is really the first, the first of its kind. Is that not correct? And to have insurance benefits and all that. Am I, am I saying that correctly? Cause I don't want to mistake that. I think you're right. I think, um, I don't know if it's the first of its kind, but it's definitely a rarity, um, particularly in contemporary dance. You know, I think we often see it in the, the big ballet companies, but in contemporary mm -hmm. dance, not so much. And particularly of a company of our size. Um, I, I will say that um, it really is that this is actually one of the attributes that drew me to AIM. Um, and Kyle really was sort of the the leader and spearheader of this initiative and ensuring that um, the organization and that the dancers are supported with the two week salaries. And sort of when I came in, um, I was sort of mandated with, you know, trying to ensure that that can be sustained. Um, and we kind of looked and reframed the models as well. I think one thing we noticed with the pandemic, um, while our dancers were on salary, there was sort of a, almost an a la carte payment uh, mm -hmm. system. And we realized, you know, once all of that touring and performance stopped, that also then meant that income stopped and we were not okay with that. And wow. so it was that next year where we actually instituted full salaries um, that supported the creation and the development of the work versus just that final product, right, when you're on stage. And yeah. so that was a really big change for the organization. It was, um, you know, a, a true financial investment. And so, um, yes, I, I did help uh, work with my board and make sure that that was sustained. Um, in addition to ensuring that we provided health insurance for our dancers and for our team, um, we also do provide retirement contributions, um, regardless of whether or not a dancer or a team member is contributing um, on their own account. I'm so very proud of that. Yes, um, yes. And we also provide royalties for the dancers um, who are involved in the creation and then the subsequent performance of a work. That's that is huge. And and I, I just want to backtrack a little bit for for the listeners to understand, you know, um, 
especially, you know, when I, when I was performing and when you were, you know, and, and it's still present today in these small companies, like you're saying, you know, you were, you know, it was like hand to mouth, you know, you were, it was just that moment or that performance um, or the 5 million jobs you had to have, or so many dancers, struggling artists, struggling dancers, um, who have to have 5 million, we call them gigs these days, right? Yeah. All these gigs, right? To, to support their art form, um, you know, and so to know that you can be in one place um, and to really be be honored uh, and, and revered for what you're doing and have that salary re be reflective of that, I think is a big thing. And I, I know that I speak from my experience also as an artistic director of a dance studio, you know, knowing the ebb and flow of the teachers who would come and go and wanting to create an environment that gives you long lasting relationships with your staff. Um, and when you have something that can make them feel that there's a home there and that's a struggle, you know, not, not yeah. just for the, 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 you know, a company and nonprofit, but I want those studio owners listening to, to really take to heart about, um, being brave enough to change the dance studio model, perhaps, mm -hmm. because um, it, that's a tough one. You know, you, you kind of go along doing what you know or doing what you think mm -hmm. you know until until you're brave enough to say, wait, let me really look at the bigger picture and and be brave enough to make that change. Um, so I, I really want um, those those who are listening who are perhaps on the fence to to be inspired but but by what Sydney did. Can you um, Talk about what that process, you know, was like a little bit, you know, because some people aren't maybe aren't aware of how the nonprofit structure the nonprofit structure works with a board. You know, some of the listeners I know um, aren't in the dance world. They they love to listen to the podcast mm -hmm. because they're learning about it. So these are our future audience members and supporters of dance. I so love that. Yes, yeah, so let's talk to them and educate them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a lot of, um, I mean, first you just have to, uh, you know, when you swap, speak about the model, it really is about just framing for ourselves what that model is. And for us, when we go into our budgeting and planning for the year, we start with the art and we start with the support um, to our dancers and our staff. Um, and so those are sort of like the non-negotiables. Um, yes. And so we, you know, we number crunch, we scenario plan, we, you know, see what other data is out there to support what we're doing. Um, and then we, you know, have a review process um, with the board. Um, we also have brought in um, the dancers into the conversation as well um, to see, you know, how does this feel? What are your needs? Um, how can we best support you? How can you feel supported? Um, and that often, those conversations often inform the decisions that we're making as well. Um, and then, yeah, we bring in our board and, and have conversations about it. And, you know, they bring some of their expertise and their knowledge and their questions as well. Um, and then just kind of push through it. And then, of course, see, you know, if there are major changes, how are we supporting these changes with our fundraising, um, with our event planning, with our marketing? All of it has to kind of work together to support the yeah. whole. Yeah. And how about the um, the insurance? Was that part of the original uh, package repackaging and restructuring of everything? Um, and how did that how did that play into everything? 
Yeah. So that was actually one of the first things I did coming in um, as executive director um, was I knew that Kyle and the board was interested in developing. Um, uh, well, I, I guess that was more retirement. Insurance was already um, a part of the, the, the benefits. But in terms of retirement contributions, um, yeah. I, I led that and spearheaded that. And, um, you know, we had um, support and a, a um, consultant who worked with us to find the best package um, for a dance company and for a dance company of our size. Um, but yes, all of our, um, we provide, um, health insurance. We provide, um, you know, vision and eye <laughs> insurance okay. as well. We also provide our dancers, um, on our own accord with, um, bodywork credits. Um, and so that is to support, you know, any kind of smaller injury or aches and pains, you know, where, you know, some physical therapy or massage therapy might be beneficial. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so the dancers have sort of a, a bank that they yeah. can kind of tap into um, that's supported by AIM as well. And so now as the executive director, you know, what is your day like around the company? Because, you know, I, I imagine, you know, just like the other companies, you know, their day is they're coming in, they're having rehearsal, they're working on a new piece or rehearsing a piece, getting ready for a season, mm -hmm. or if there's something that, you know, specific they're working on, that's what their day, you know, might be like. What is your day like, you know, supporting all that? It's different every day, <laughs> as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, it's a lot of meetings, very meeting heavy. Um, so I like to I like to really form relationships with my my team, my administrative team. And so um, and we're mostly working hybrid and remote still. So I'll have a lot of Zoom conversations um, with the various team members just to kind of go through our to do list and see what's working and talk about upcoming projects and try and help make connections within the team, especially since we're working remote, you know, and realize, oh, OK, actually, I think you need to connect to our marketing team because they've been, you know, waiting on sitting on some information and I think you can help them and, you know, just trying to pair that and make connections for everyone. Um, I'm on conversations with um, our board, either individually or collectively, you know, through various committees um, talking about, um, you know, just how to continue to push the organization forward, new ideas, strategies. Mm -hmm. um, I am, you know, in conversations with funders, um, mm -hmm. talking about our challenges, talking about our needs, talking about some of our desires and making sure that they have updates on where the organization is. So it's very, it's very um, conversational, I guess you can say, um, and just uh, taking in a lot of information and then kind of analyzing it um, and then kind of pushing it back out to the various stakeholders. Yeah. And, and I like that, you know, and, and again, like I, I, I said earlier, you know, I'm wanting the listeners um, to really understand what goes on behind the scenes, you know, so yeah. often. So and it's so important, the, the behind the scene people, you know, so often, you know, when we see that finished product, we don't know everything it's taken to get that finished product to to the stage where you're sitting there and you're enjoying you know you bought that ticket to go see that particular company um yeah. can you talk a little bit about what um you know what now so so let's say about three years now you're you're in the, the this role so mm -hmm. in these three years um especially you know coming through and kind of still in this covid <laughs> situation right <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, it is. It's a funny thing. It really, yeah. it, it's a funny thing. <laughs> um, but, you know, what is, what is the thing up to this point that you feel um, most, most excited about, first of all, and then most proud of? So it's two different things, excited and, and, and proud of. Yeah, I'll start with what I feel most proud of. Um, and it's just sort of an extension of what I mentioned earlier of just getting to the place that we're in. Um, and particularly when I think back to our 2021 and 22 season, um, which was right after COVID. And somehow we were able to premiere, I think it was four new works, wow. um, two of them being evening length works. Mm -hmm. Um you know, it wasn't always necessarily ideal in sort of how they, you know, the timing of it all, but the fact that we were able to really use our time um, during the shutdown strategically to have just such a robust and exciting return to theaters um, and return to community was just so thrilling and so exciting. And that was around the same time that we were also building our team. So there was just lots of new energy, new ideas, new innovation, and it was just really exciting. Um, and I feel really proud of that. Um, and I'm proud of, you know, proud to have been a part of it. Um, and to have worked, um, you know, so closely and collaboratively with with Kyle to, you know, make that vision come come to life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of what I'm most excited for, um, well, my team will tell you, I keep talking about our 20th anniversary, like it's tomorrow, um, but it's not until 2026, <laughs> but I'm really excited to celebrate that, that, um, you know, that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also just, um, you know, the company started bringing in outside choreographers in 2008, um, and we brought on, um, a few more here and there, um. Uh, we just premiered um, a work by Malik Washington, who's um, um, also a former company member. Um, but we just announced, um, you know, that we brought in four um, outside commissions um, and work by Rena Butler, Andrea Miller, Paul Singh, and Kirati Junikun Weepot, who's a current AIM dancer. Um, so I'm really excited to, yeah. you know, support other um, choreographers and artists within the AIM family um, wow. and, the, and the AIM company. Um, uh, you know, in, in like from start to finish, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Tell everybody, yeah. um, you know, tell everybody a little bit about the company itself, if you would, if you would tell them, you know, and a little bit about Kyle too, you know, I, I, I um, yeah, I'll leave that for you <laughs> to tell everyone. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, the company was founded in 2006, um, by Kyle Abraham. Um, I think those in the, the dance community, um, definitely are aware of Kyle, but if we are, as you mentioned, speaking to those who are maybe new and coming into dance, um, I would describe Kyle as a true visionary um, in in our field and in the world of dance. Um, and he is one who is not afraid to really tackle, um, you know, issues and 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 um, have cultural conversations through dance and through movement um, and he does so in such an accessible way um, which is really beautiful to to witness um, particularly as an outsider um, I don't know if you've ever seen Kyle's work but I, I'm always just inspired by um, 
what I walk away from it. And then kind of in my role, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, just looking around and seeing um, how it impacts other viewers. Yeah. And it's really exciting to see so many people from different walks of life just mm-hmm. all kind of walk away with this unified right. feeling of just, um, uh, you know, depends on the work, <laughs> but joy and love and frustration and um, curiosity, mm-hmm. um, which is really exciting. Um, but yeah, the company, um, we're made up of um, 10 dancers um, and about 10 administrative staff um, folks uh, that help support the work. We tour um, domestically and internationally about 20 to 25 weeks out of the year. Wow, that's um, a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot, which is why it was so, the pandemic really hit us. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Do you, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Do you go on tour as well? Are you there or are you more? I don't go as often. No. And I think that was a part of like really building up a strong team that can sure. support um, everyone um, on tour. Um, and Kyle doesn't go as often either. It really just kind of depends. Um on the work and on the scenario and in our schedules. Um, but I, I always love it when I'm there. <laughs> it's always really exciting to, to be there. That, that really speaks to the leadership. You know, I think when, when you have good leaders in place, you know, you have your, your court, you have your main person, Kyle, who doesn't have to go all the time. And then you have your executive director who doesn't either. That I think that really speaks volumes to, to the kind of leadership that, that is happening. So, so thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so continue, continue about, about the company. Yeah. 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 So we're, you know, we're touring, we are connecting with community. Um, We are in residencies, um, you know, making the work and exploring the work. Um, And, you know, we do it all through, you know, the lens of, of the black experience um, Mm -hmm. really working to galvanize, um, uh, you know, make dance based work uh, that's galvanized with, uh, or and by Black history and Black culture. Um, Kyle himself, you know, when he's not making work for AIM, um, he is, you know, commissioned for um, outside, <laughs> everywhere, right? I know. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's made work for uh, New York City Ballet, quite a few for New York City Ballet, for Alvin Ailey, um, the Royal Ballet in London, um, Hubbard Street, you know, the list goes on and on. It's always really exciting to see what Kyle is, is cooking up next um, and then kind of using AIM as well as a sort of like incubator, if you will, um, yes. his sort of home base, I like to say. Yeah, he, I, I think it was, I, I saw, I, I think I'm getting this correct. It was on New York City Ballet, not this season, but last season. He mm-hmm. did for them, I believe it was. He did, um, yes. Love Letter on Shuffle. Well, uh-huh. yes, yes, I saw did you see that. that one? Oh my I gosh. <laughs> You know, Isn't and it I have, it, I, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps now, yeah. uh, rethinking of it, because I can see it happening. And, you know, I, I often take um, my niece with me who, who works in the city, and she always teases me because I always cry and everything, like I'll watch her cry mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and she, you know, she comments on that. She wants, she's one of those people who wants to learn more about dance. So I take her as often as I can when I'm going to That's see great. something. Yeah, yeah, she's really loving it. And she's great to go with, too, because she really is wanting to to learn, you know. Yeah. Um, but I do remember watching that that evening. And it was just, it was so, um, you know, it was intense, but profound. And yet yeah. it was, 
you, it moved through everything at the, like you, I felt like it was, you know, when, um, like old jukeboxes, like the shuffle of a, mm -hmm. of a, a record, that's what it reminded me of. Like, like hit play or hit replay or. Yeah. There's that, that on shuffle part of the, yeah, <laughs> the title. It had, it had that it. rhythm to it, yet, yet the depths of the relationships that were shown in that yeah. was really it was a stunning that was the very first time i've seen anything by kyle and then i i just have to tell um, you something funny too that um yeah. i had gone to to a, a press conference and uh, like a press round table and there was all these people there and i had sat down and this lovely man sat next to me or you know like a couple seats away and i was just like introducing myself and saying hello to people and he's like hello i'm kyle and then i, I was like oh hello i'm joanne and i turned and i was like oh myself because i was by myself and i was like and then i said oh i'm like I'm, this is what i said I'm like the kyle the kyle <laughs> i love it yeah he no, said yeah no last name just kyle because like i and i couldn't even like say oh my gosh i saw love you know love letter on shuffle blah, 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 blah. i just was like the kyle the kyle and that was it and i thought Okay, you know, but it was just funny. And he was, you know, just to see him there and and to to um just to see him outside of of dancing or that it was, you know, you, I saw this person who just believes in his art form, you know, oh, and yeah. Yeah. and and I I think that's I'm having that so often and finding that so often with the guests that I have and who I speak with. Um, these conversations and, and because I'm not just talking with dancers that I love, I'm talking with like somebody like you, an executive director of a dance company, somebody who's in the dance world, the dance field, because we love it so much and we feel the importance of what it has to offer to, yeah. to the individual, to society, to the world as a whole. And I think, um, I think that's what's so important for me that's what I find so intriguing about all the different artists who are out there. Um, can you talk a little bit about that, about, you know, what dance, what dance really does for you or inspires you or, you know, all those types of profound questions <laughs> that we ask ourselves. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know, you know, I talked about my background. It's just so ingrained in, in me and who I am. I just can't imagine my world without dance and in some shape or form. Um, all the things you've said, it really is, um, I think it just is such a powerful artistic tool um, to bring people together, to educate, yeah. to explore curiosities, um, expression, all of those things. Um, and I'm sorry, I feel like I keep bringing up like, COVID and the pandemic, but like it was such a transformative time that I think about when everything in the world stopped, like dance emerged, music emerged, like those were art forms that folks just had to stay connected to for survival. Um, and I think that's just so incredibly um, informative, enlightening, um, and, and powerful, the yeah. work that we yeah. do. It just affirms that it's so needed yes. in this world. It is, and I and I agree with you, um, one hundred percent on that. Um, you know, and, and like you, it is ingrained in me too. I can't imagine doing something outside of. I do other things, you know, outside of this, but 
you know, dance is so a part of who I am, you know, and, and, you know, we have to talk about COVID because it's, it's part of, it's part of how we got to this point, right? You know, and I think it really, I know for myself, it caused me like so many, but I'm speaking for myself, you know, it caused me to really stop and, and ask like, okay, what am I doing? And what do I want to do to, to move things forward, to move I, I was speaking with somebody yesterday and, and we talked about, you know, the joy that's in dance. And, and I'm such a firm believer of, of the storytelling of, of beauty and joy. And we as artists bringing that to the world. And like, like you were saying, during the pandemic, that's what people were, were seeking, you know, and yeah. they were seeking that comfort. And even if you're dealing with on stage an uncomfortable subject, or it could be an uncomfortable subject for many, or something going on in the world, it can be done in a way that really elevates the mind and the conversation. I feel like it can be done in such a way the truth can be there, and it can really, like you said, when you when you look around to see how people are walking away from a performance. That's why I cry all the time because I'm always like, oh my God. I always need a moment. I always need silence after. Usually I need a lot of silence after just to take in what I've just been a part of, you know? Um, And I think it's so important. And and the audience, and I I bring up audience because, um, you know, you are working for a nonprofit. You're working in a nonprofit. You're you're heading the, the nonprofit. And and for the listeners, audience is so important. And I I remember, and I don't mean to you know to take over the conversation here, but I am going somewhere. You know, <laughs> I, um, you know when I when I sat on the board of um, you know Dance New Jersey, we talked so often. The conversation was about building audience, how to build the audience. And and when you start with who is your audience, like, or who do you want your audience to be um, and expanding that audience, it's not just the small little amount of people. It's got to, or it, it, you want it to reach everybody because dance does do that. You know, it kind of has that, like a, like the roots in a tree, you know, it has that ripple out effect. And so, so those listening, you know, the audience gives life to the dance. You know, we were, like I said, when I was speaking with somebody, we were talking about that, that, you know, the dance doesn't come alive until you are right in front of that audience. You know, it's that give and take of the audience. It's a piece of work inside the studio. It's being created. It's being choreographed. You're exploring it. But it really happens when it's seen and experienced. And if we don't, right? And if we don't have that, dance goes away. The arts go Mm -hmm. away. So Mm -hmm. it's so, so important to support our artists. And I commend you what you've done to to get those things in place for the dancers, for the company there. Um, And and I hope more more companies and, like I said earlier, studios and people just stop to think a little bit what will work for them and their their audience and their community you know you have to start there you have to know i think what you're going to serve and then build Absolutely. from there yeah so if, if you want to add add to that please feel free because <laughs> i'd go off forever 
No, I, it, I mean, it's so beautiful. I mean, I, I think the, what comes to mind is just, um, when we talk about audience internally at AIM, um, and I think sometimes people might have a preconceived notion of what we want our audience to look or feel like, but it really is, Kyle often says like, dance is for everyone. His work is for everyone. He wants everyone and anyone to be in that theater experiencing the work, experiencing it live, um, you know, not on, not streaming or anything like that, but live to, because it is a reciprocal experience. Um, and one of my favorite quotes of Kyle is that he wants, you know, any and everyone to be in the theater and that he wants, you know, the, the person who owns the corner store and the person who frequently visits the corner store to be in that audience, to stay for the Q&A talk back and uh, engage in conversation about what that work meant to them, what they felt, what they walked away from um, by seeing and experiencing um, and being part of um, the, the work itself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's wonderful. And I, and I think artists, we all want that. We want it mm-hmm. to be, we want, we believe it's for everyone. You know, we believe it really is, you know, and, and can we talk about that? I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the Q and A's. I, I love when companies do that. I really do. You know, talk about, uh, first of all, tell, tell the listeners what that is. And sure. then um, talk about that because again, I have my own thoughts. <laughs> I'll share them, but you go. Well, the Q&A or talk back usually happens after the performance. Um, you know, we'll usually bring out um, either Kyle um, or a couple of the dancers. If we're performing um, another, uh, you know, other choreographers work and if they're present, they might come out. Um, we sometimes bring out our rehearsal director, Jessica Tong. Um, and it's just an opportunity to get a little bit of insight into the work, you know, and usually there's a moderator who will ask some probing questions. Um, And it also was really great because um, the audience members um, oftentimes are able to kind of step up to the mic and ask their own questions. Um, And it can be anything from, you know, how did you create this work or how did you make the costume selection? Or can you talk to us more about the lighting? Just any kind of additional information that can just help enhance Um, your overall experience and your viewing of the work and your knowledge of, you know, the creation period and and what it means to, um, to be a dance company like AIM. Yeah, yes, yes. And I like that word you use enhance, because I, I think those are so important to enhance the work, because sometimes you you do watch something and you, you know, you're experiencing something, but you might not know, you might not be able to put a put a finger on it or so you need a little prompting <laughs> you need you might need yeah. a little explanation like oh now and then and then that might cause somebody to be like wait i want to go back and see that again now i want to watch exactly. it again you know and mm-hmm. i'm one too like i i love after a show to to um read like the the program i love to reread and read and read everybody's file mm-hmm. and, that together. and that's when i'm always like oh now i see you know so it's yes. all all those parts, right? All the so much work goes into all those parts that we do for a performance program, the the, the dancer's bio, because it yes. gives you it gives you like it's almost like the once upon a time, right? <laughs> once upon a time, yeah. here is da 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 da, and then so you know what you're you're watching and experiencing. I I, I just think it's all. And again, because it's what I've done for my whole life, it's just right, so. Yeah. I, I think if if the listeners 
know more, you know, that, that, and this is why I do this so that people are learning and knowing and, and being exposed to more and more. Yeah. Um, no. So, so what's upcoming? I know you just finished uh, the company just finished some things. Are they still out on tour? Or are they are they back now? Yes, well, we had a little bit of a break um, mm -hmm. for this month in August, um, but we'll be back on tour in September. Um, we are headed to the Carpenter Center um, and also Arizona, Arizona State University. Nice. Um, and we will also be at Montclair in New Jersey for those oh. that are local in the New York uh, metro area um, in November. Mm -hmm. So looking forward to that. And then the rest of our season will be announced shortly. Um, but we also have our um, annual homecoming gala that we're really excited about, which is coming up on um, October 2nd. Um, and that's always like a really nice, intimate way to experience the company. And then also, you know, it's our fundraiser, biggest yes. fundraiser of the year. So it's also a really exciting opportunity to support and celebrate the company and all that we're doing. And now did they, I, I had watched, um, I think I don't remember if it was on YouTube or it was a clip. There was the was it uh, was there a summer intensive this year with the company members for students? Was there was that this year or yeah. last year or is it every year that that happens? It's every year. Thanks so much for asking about that. Yeah, yeah we just completed um, our summer intensive. Mm -hmm. um, we do a summer intensive in New York and a winter intensive in Los Angeles. Every year. So there's two opportunities. Um, and since 2020, we actually made the um, intensives free. So really trying to, um, you know, address uh, barriers um, to participation and for, you know, that sort of post collegiate education yeah. and opportunity to um, really kind of uh, get that experience um, from AIM, from a black led company, um, and really kind of immerse yourself in, in the work for about a week. Um, and we usually, we keep it nice and intimate. It's usually about 20 to 30 dancers. Nice. Um, it's, it's nice. Yeah. It's really beautiful. We, um, it's yeah, a really exciting highlight. Um, what's, uh, the process to, what's the process for the intensive? How do you get chosen? Is there an audition? What's that like? I want those, I want my dancers who I know tune into this to listen, <laughs> listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we usually announce, um, the intensive anywhere from like about two months in advance, maybe three. Um, and we ask for, um, I think we just uh, changed it to ask for a, um, some sort of sample um, movement sample okay. duration um, and also um, a written component um, as well. And we're not, you know, necessarily looking at grammar or spelling or anything, but it's really just to kind of understand the essence of who you are and what you're hoping to gain out of the experience. I like that. I think it's really, I think that's really unique and important to, to yeah. know. Um, and how is that, how is it decided? Is it like, you know what I mean? Is it like a, a, a team of people? Is it Kyle going through everything? Like, how does that, how does that work? We have a team of people. And to be honest, it probably varies depending on the time of year and like what, else is happening in the company sure, sure. so sometimes if the dancers are available a couple of dancers will be involved oh, um and and they'll kind of um you know help to oversee that process um sometimes it's kyle and our rehearsal director um but it the program itself is overseen and led by our artistic engagement manager um oh, matthew baker who's a former uh 
company member with AIM as well. Um, so okay. he's always um, involved, um, but it just kind of depends on who's like really kind of sifting through the, the application. I love, I, I love, I love, I, when I saw, saw something like the, the summer intensive and I wasn't sure if it happened or if it was a one time, I'm, I'm happy to know it's every year. I, I found year. it exciting and I found it exciting that you said that it's, it's free. I, it's I think, free. I just think that is an amazing just an amazing door opener and opportunity um because so often so often someone they can't you know they can't mm -hmm. afford or they're afraid you know mm -hmm. so i'm saying listeners out there don't be afraid yes. you know it just takes that one little bit of courage just to just to try mm -hmm. you know i i used to tell my teachers all the time that um you know it's that dancer it's that that child i would say because you know we have kids i would say it's that kid in the back who's really quiet you just don't know what they're thinking mm -hmm. them out and find out about them you don't yeah. you can't write somebody off you just no, just don't know, you know so i love that i love that you um that you do that um that's yeah. a, that sounds like a great program um is there Thank anything you. else that i have yes absolutely is there anything else that i haven't touched on or that you want to tell the listeners or share about um it's just exciting i, I it's an exciting company uh the choreography is exciting i think good things are going on yeah no, i mean I, I i've really enjoyed our conversation joanne and this has been really wonderful and fun and you know it's not often the administrator you know um gets to join in conversation so oh. I, i'm appreciative of the space um and I just, you know, I, I hope that those that are listening, especially those who, you know, may not be as familiar with the company, um, you know, join and, and, and follow us on, you know, Instagram and Facebook and join our mailing list and all of those things and visit our website and can, you know, find an opportunity to, to see the work and experience it with us. Um, wow because we're always looking to, to, you know, find new audience members and connect with them in, in meaningful ways. Um, so that's, you know, I'm just really looking forward to, to those opportunities to connect. Yes, thank you. No, I think it's wonderful. And I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to, to have you on as a guest. And I just want to, to point out, you know, for the listeners too, and, you know, the currently Dance Talk, um, this podcast is listened to in 19 countries. 19 that's amazing. Countries. It is amazing. Like, I'm like, really? Congratulations to you. That's awesome. And thank you. And I say that because I want, you know, my guests to know, and I want the listeners to know that, that just like the audience members in a dance theater, you know, you're recognized. We know you're listening and, you know, bringing you this information and bringing you these artists and bringing you information about these amazing companies and the work they're doing and what is possible so that, you know, we are connected, you know, dance is that universal language, right? You know, mm -hmm. sometimes there's words, you know, but most often than not, there isn't any words when you go, when you go watch dance. Um, it's the body that tells the whole story. And, and that is the one language uh, that we can all speak um, and speak it beautifully and speak it peacefully and and unifying so um so yeah so that's why I, I i thank all those listeners all over and um i thank you for for coming on sydney and and bringing us um all this great work you're doing and kyle's work and i hope i can get to come see the company 
and um, I really wish you well. And thank you for for joining me on Dance Talk today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, and thank you everybody for listening. This is Joanne Carey, Dance Talk with Joanne Carey. Follow us, like us, and share, share, share. Thank you, everyone.